Hey everybody, this is Reagan Canope. Welcome back to the Oregon Bridge. Now that the legislative session is over, it's time for Oregon's activists, candidates, and political committees to turn their attention to the 2024 elections. With government regulation of political activities becoming more complicated nearly every year, and with political actors increasingly initiating complaints and litigation to achieve political goals, having experienced legal counsel has become critical to success in the political arena. Harang Long PC has represented clients involved in candidate and ballot measure elections for decades. To learn more about Harang Long's political law practice, check out our website at harang.com. That's www.harrang.com. Well, hey, everybody. It's just Reagan today. Normally, when Ben or I say solo pod, it means one of us plus a guest. But today, it really is just a true solo podcast. I'm coming to you here from a different part of my house. Still old, still has wallpaper. But anyway, I'm coming to you to talk about just a really exciting new thing that we are doing. And this is going to serve as just a short podcast episode. Ben and Alex are traveling and I'm about ready to get on the road as well. And so this is a little bit of a stopgap, but it's also something really important and exciting that we have for you guys. So some of you who have followed me online or on Twitter for a while know that I will do a candidate tracker. And this candidate tracker is basically something that I started a couple of election cycles ago because it's really a challenge to keep up with the news of candidates who are running for office. And that doesn't seem intuitive because every candidate has to register. They end up on a ballot, right? But keeping track of all that before all the filings actually close when they do in March of next year is a huge challenge. And so that's why I started the candidate tracker, because there are rumors of candidates, there's articles published, there's social media posts. I will sometimes get, although not very often, tips or insider like a heads up that someone's going to run for office. And so when I have permission to share that information, I put it on the candidate tracker. And that is my way of keeping track of all the people who have said they are running. And then especially during like governor's elections, all the people who aren't running for specific seats, you know, like for governor or other statewide office or for Congress, right? Some people actually in the media say, I'm not running for this. And then I try to track that. And so if you're not already subscribed, you should go to theoregonway.substack.com and subscribe. So that'll show you the Oregon 360 Media homepage and the current pinned post, which is about the launch of our candidate tracker. And so if you click on that, you'll be able to see the candidate tracker and all the information that I wrote up about it. Now, this initial version of the candidate tracker, this kind of first publish here in the middle of July. And so that puts us, you know, all the way for another six months. So if you go to theoregonway.substack.com, you'll be able to see the top pin posts currently is OR360 launches candidate tracker for 2024. So here you'll be able to see candidate tracker, the initial write-up, the initial starting position, and it basically gets us set where we have a list of all of the current incumbents who are running. Most people have not declared what they're planning to do, but gets us going because here we are in July. And then you've got this kind of period where it'll be pretty slow through August and September. 
and October. And then when you get November, December, January, things will start to speed up. And then a lot of announcements about legislative elections come during that February short session right before the March filing deadline. And so that's what we're preparing for. And so these next few months, we're going to deal with, you know, read all the rumors, read all the social media posts, read all the campaign launches and gather that information, put it on the candidate tracker. So the main start for the candidate tracker and the main things that really triggered me to get it up and running for our paid subscribers, 5th Congressional District announcements. Coming out of the legislative session, we had several candidates announced for the 5th Congressional Districts currently held by Lori Chavez-Dreamer, the Republican incumbent. She is fundraising already. She is running. And so then I list her as running. And then the three candidates that have made announcements about their campaigns, Lynn Peterson, Janelle Bynum, Jamie McLeod Skinner, and I've listed them all as running. And see, real-time update that I'm going to have to do the candidate tracker right after one of this episode. Kevin Easton was a candidate who was running for CD5. He dropped out and endorsed Jamie McLeod Skinner. So I'm going to update the candidate tracker, add his name there, because that's relevant information. And so when a candidate launches their campaign, I try to capture that. But as you can see, already missed one. So this is why we need your help. Anytime you guys see, and we've already gotten several comments of people submitting corrections, submitting updates, that's great. Love that. Super helpful to have everybody out there and the Oregon 360 readership and subscribership. They can read more stuff than I can read by myself or Ben can read. And so we are taking your feedback, updating it as we can. And I'm going to go ahead and spoil this. I talked to Ben about this earlier today, actually, give you an inside window. We're going to add just Portland City Council and Portland Mayor. And I know I had resisted doing that on the Canada Tracker before, but I think it is important to a lot of our readership or care about either the outcomes of those elections because they live in Portland or the outcomes of those elections because it's the largest city in Oregon. So I don't want to and don't have the capacity to do every other city. So I apologize to every other city. But for this one, we're going to do Portland just because of how especially with the reorganization of their government into this multi-member districts and with the mayor's race being so up for possible change and many candidates, I just think it's important, especially for this year, to include Portland. So we're going to go ahead and do that in the near future as well. We'll probably get that added in July or early August. So, so anyways, you go through here, you can see we've got our congressional districts statewide. We have, you know, Secretary of State. This We've got State Treasurer. We've got Attorney General all up this year. So no U.S. Senate races because those are six-year terms. There's always at least one election where you don't have a U.S. Senate race. And this is our year to not have a U.S. Senate race. And then we've got the Oregon State Senate. And so this is about half of the seats. So we had redistricting in 2021. And then 2022 is the first election under the new maps. 2024 is the second election under the new maps, but it's the first election for these half of the Senate seats because these were all folks who were elected in 2020 prior to redistricting. And so now their seats are up in this election. And a big key point here, some of the people pointed out or asked about in the comments, the Republican senators, a lot of them told OPB recently that they're planning to run for re-election. Right now, they're asking for clarification about enforcement about Measure 113, which said that if you accrued more than 10 absences, you wouldn't be allowed to run for re-election. However, the way that the ballot measures worded and you know, just some questions about the constitutionality of that, there's probably going to be a legal challenge just based on what you can read out, out there in the media. And so for those reasons, we're still recording these candidates as uh, having said they're going to run for election that will update their status, whether they're ruled ineligible or some other outcome. And then you've got the Oregon House. Again, not a ton of activity there. 
There are some cases where I will note somebody's pack has been filed, and that's if I think I haven't been able to find more concrete announcement or if I reach out to them and they haven't responded, or maybe they have their pack and it's from a previous election and they've updated the paperwork, but maybe they're not going to run again. That happens sometimes. So until I can get all those details clarified, I just try to put the most accurate piece of information I have about them. So they may not be running, but they might still have their pack open for that seat. So anyway, that's what that means. And then as you see candidates run from lower office to a higher office, we'll note that and then we'll note that their seat is open and note the candidates that plan to run in those seats. And then at the bottom, if there's like a major source for a lot of the information that I'm sharing, I'll put those down there just so you guys can go click and read them for yourselves. But as always, feel free. There's a link in the article on the Oregon Way to contact me if you have more information. So the other thing is now, so because this has become a subscriber benefit, so this initial update on the candidate tracker is published for everyone is free. So you guys can see what it is, see if you guys think it would be valuable to you. So now if you go back to the Oregon Way .substack.com, you can see there's a new tab at the top. It's called the Candidate Tracker. And if you click on that, if you're a subscriber, you're going to see the whole thing. If you're not a subscriber, you're going to see a little prompt to subscribe and it's going to truncate the post. But that is where I'm going to be doing regular updates, basic updates. So if I see somebody new is running, I'll put that up there. If there's a new rumored candidate, if there's a new news article that's relevant to the elections, I'll put those all up there and then just keep it updated. And then I'm going to, as needed, if there's like a big race that develops or there's just some, you know, a large amount of filings, I'll send out a post to subscribers and let them know, kind of walk them through as the races shape up. So we had a lot of turnover at the House and Senate last time, a lot more turnover in the House. I think that'll taper off some with the COVID session you had two years ago. Now this most recent session, I think that it's going to stabilize a bit. Normally you have about one third of the house that turns over. And so the whole, you know, close to the whole body will turn over in a six, about a six year period, you know, not the whole body, but the average term or the average amount of time a single member serves is like six years. So there's always going to be a little bit more turnover in the house. That's usually how it is, but I think it'll be reduced this time. And then you've got Congress, right? You've got the NRCC, which is the National Republican Congressional Committee for campaigns. They've targeted, they've actually targeted three seats. They've They've targeted CD4, they've targeted CD5, they've targeted CD6. So that's Val Hoyle, the incumbent congresswoman, Lori Chavez Dreamer, so that's a defense, and then Andrea Salinas. The Dreamer and Salinas races were the two closest races in Oregon. And so I think that you'll continue to see the NRCC compete on those. We don't have a Republican candidate in either of those districts yet, but we're on the lookout if you know something on that front, please let me know. And then statewide races, I think, are still very early developed. Tobias Reed, the state treasurer, good friend of the podcast, he's term limited. And so that seat's going to be open. Secretary of State is going to be open because the incumbent is not running again. And then Attorney General. So wait to see. There's already a Republican candidate, Will Lathrop, running against the incumbent currently, Ellen Rosenblum. And so that really kind of covers the totality of what we've got here in the candidate tracker. It's super useful, I think. It's a lot of fun. I have fun doing it. And so really excited to bring it for subscribers and kind of give you an insider perk. So really appreciate everyone. Please encourage you to subscribe to Oregon 360 and make use of it and share it with folks and just, you know, contribute if you want to also. That's always really helpful. 
hard to catch everything when you're one person. So this has been my one and hopefully only ever a solo podcast, really hard to podcast by yourself. But we do what we need to, right? And we got it done. So Alex and Ben, please come back from vacation. I say that as I'm about to leave for vacation. But yeah, please subscribe. Subscribe to the podcast on YouTube. Subscribe to Oregon 360 Newsletter, free or paid. We really appreciate it. You guys are great readers and great listeners and great viewers on um, those many different platforms where you engage with us. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much. I hope you guys have a great um, very chill week and we'll be back with more great podcast interviews here in the late summer and early fall. 